Hallelujah. This is Margaret Wheeler from Dunamis Church, and I invite you to study with us tonight as we have the living word and the written word. And the Holy Ghost is here, and he's the one that Jesus sent to us so that we could have revelation knowledge and so we could be led in every way by him. And so most of us are in spiritual warfare, and that means it's God's truth that we need versus Satan's lies. It's the word of God that we need to read and get in us, or it's witchcraft, doctrines of devils, or it's God's powerful Holy Spirit, or it's sorceries and demons and the satanic kingdom. I tell you, those of us that know Jesus have made our choice. It is God's Word, the Word, both the living Word, Jesus, the written Word, the Bible, and it's God's powerful, precious Holy Spirit. You know, I've been talking to you about receiving all God has. And many times, some people start out in faith, and maybe they have faith in their homes. Maybe their homes were faith places that they could grow. Today, our pastor was talking about Timothy and about the apostasy. And when you think of young Timothy, he had a grandmother and a mother who were faith people. And so he had an advantage over people that didn't have that. And so when <laughs> the Apostle Paul found him at Lystra, and he was so open to the things that Paul was preaching, he became like a son to the Apostle Paul. Can you imagine what that was like? Traveling with the afflictions, <laughs> with the jail sentences, with the mobs, with the afflictions that Paul went through. And yet he was there and then founded a church. And he encouraged Timothy, you know, to not let him think ill of him because he was young. No, the point is we need both the Word of God, the Scriptures, and the Holy Spirit baptism. You know, in Acts 18, 24, we, found, we find Apollos at Ephesus. I'm going to look that up. Acts 18. Okay. Go to 24 if you have your Bible. <clears throat> now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man 
and mighty in the scriptures came to Ephesus. And this man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he only knew the baptism of John. Now, do you remember what the baptism of John was? You know, John was one who baptized in water and prepared the way for Jesus and said, Repent! Repent! He was the forerunner. Repent! <laughs> for this one, guess who he is? Jesus! Remember, he baptized Jesus. And we have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, you know, saying, this is my beloved Son. You know, this is the one. And we can know that. When I say that, my spirit man just is like a yes, like a yes. And if you're born again, yours will say the same. Oh, yes, yes, I know Jesus. I know he's the way. I know he's the truth. I know he's the life. I know he's the one. Hallelujah. The living word, the written word, and the living word are going to agree. Now, he knew the scriptures as far as he had gone. But listen to the next verse. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. And when Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him more accurately the way of God. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. Okay, what do we get out of that? I wrote down some things. I wrote down, Apollos was born at Alexandria. He came to Ephesus. He was mighty and he was learned in the scriptures. In verse 26, it says, he was zealous. He preached boldly what he knew of the scriptures. But it was limited. We cannot limit God. No matter how much we know, there's always more. Always. And so we have to be open to what God is showing us now. He may be saying to you, have you received what I have sent? Maybe you have 
have received the one I have sent, Jesus Christ. But you have not received the Holy Spirit that I sent when I went back to heaven. And I, Jesus, am in heaven now. But guess who's on the earth now? The Holy Spirit. And he can be in you. And he can lead you. And he can show you things to come. He's your helper. He's your comforter. He's the one that is now on the earth. Jesus was on the earth, but he's in heaven now. And so he's praying for us. He has an intercessory ministry. We should have intercessory ministry. We should pray. We should believe. We can do a lot toward what is happening around us, in our homes, but I tell you, it has to be in us first. If it isn't, we cannot give what we don't have. We will come short, and we don't have to, because God wants to be with us. So who was it that helped? him get on track so to speak who helped him Aquila and Priscilla you know they were a team that traveled as tent makers and they met the Apostle Paul and they were involved in his ministry now think about it God does not just leave you orphans in the world. He puts people in your path and people that you can relate to and especially help you grow in the Word of God. You may not have met these people. You may have heard them on tape. You may be hearing me on tape now and be thinking, but it's not that I'm trying to get to you it's that God's Spirit is dealing with you, and he says, come closer, come closer. All I have, I want you to have, but you must give all you are to me. And that's easy. We give, and we think we've given it all, and then there's more to give, and we give some more, and we're constantly finding areas that we need to give to God. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that you have failed or you haven't received. It just means you need to grow. And don't we all? I'm saying yes. So Aquila and Priscilla explain God's ways more perfectly. Can you help people more perfectly follow God? I tell you, it's going to take the Holy Spirit. It's going to take him leading you and guiding you. You know, when uh, in Acts 19, in the very beginning, uh, Paul had been at Corinth, and it says in the very beginning, it happened 
while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, this is what he said. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Unto what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people, they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12. So he went into the synagogue, this is Paul, and he spoke boldly for about three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. But now listen to this verse. But when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, Paul departed from them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannius, and continued for two years so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. How now God performed unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So even handkerchiefs or aprons that were brought from his body to the sick cause the diseases to leave and the evil spirits went out of them and some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying we adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Does heaven know your name? If heaven knows your name, the devil knows your name. Because you, you know, many times 
when the enemy can't get to us. He will try to get to those that we love. He will try to do something to those we love because we may know that we can do whatever, but they may have a weak place and they think, okay, they're just looking for it. We don't want to leave any openings. We want to make up a hedge and we want to be sure that we are moving with God and not just being critical of where people are. The man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overpowered them and prevailed over them. So they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, and many who had believed came, confessing and telling their deeds. Also many who had practiced magic brought their books and burned them in the sight of all, and they counted the value of them. And it says 50,000 pieces of silver. Mine says $364,000. Wow. The point, the next verse. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The word of the Lord will always prevail. For your word, Lord, has given me life and godliness. Your word is living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to the dividing asunder of my soul and my spirit, my joints and my marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of my heart. The word speaks always. It is speaking now. Are you hearing what God is speaking through his word to you now? I tell you, the Holy Ghost is speaking. So let's just pray. Lord, I desire to hear what you would say to me. I have determined to hear what the Lord will speak to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, in every way, we need to know that Jesus is Lord. You know, uh, we were talking this morning on the fact that God is love. He doesn't just have it. 
He is love, and yet he's power. He's authority. He is the comforter. He's the helper. He, he is with us. Emmanuel. He will never leave us orphans. He comes to us, but we have to invite him to come in. I was reading in Ezekiel 1, 26, and it said, On the likeness of the throne was the likeness of the appearance of a man above it. Guess who that is? You can look in the Revelation and find out. In the Revelation 19, let's look at that. In the Revelation 19, it says, the whole thing is describing the second coming of Christ. He's faithful and true. He righteously judges and makes war. But look at verse 16. He had on his robe and on his thigh a name written. You know what it is? King of kings, Lord of lords, hallelujah. Is he your coming king? Do you know Jesus? Are you going to the marriage supper of the Lamb? What is it you need? Remember, we are in spiritual warfare. We want God's truth, the Word of God, God's powerful Holy Spirit, because we're in God's kingdom. You know, the seven sons of Sceva were witch doctors. The evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? They weren't of God. And so they were overcome. For the man with the evil spirit leaped on them and prevailed. Many believed. They began to see it's not magic. And they burned their books. And what happened? Mightily grew the word of God and prevailed in their lives. For the word of the power of God can be in us today by the power of God's Holy Spirit. If we will receive Jesus and walk by faith and live in line with God's truth. Hallelujah! Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of all. We do not serve the devil. We have the authority to pull him down. You know, though Jesus was crucified, yet he lives. He's alive, and he is powerful. We live by the power of God. We may be weak, but we can live by the power of God. The man, Christ Jesus, 
is coming soon. This King of Kings, Lord of Lords, he came in the likeness of men and being found as a man, he walked among us. But he's not here anymore. He has overcome. He said, it is finished. It is finished. It is not still being done. It is finished. You can be born again. You can be filled with the Spirit. You can know him in a way that you don't know people around you. And he wants you to come to him right now. So, Father, we thank you that as we search the scriptures, we decide to come, to come closer, to not be those that are lacking, but to be those that receive your precious Holy Spirit and say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, use my life. I know I have a purpose. You sent me to earth for a reason. And you have your eye upon me. And I surrender myself to you now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And you can rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. For I tell you, there is victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing your labor is not in vain in the Lord. No. Death, where is your sting? Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and Jesus overcame it. And the strength of sin is the law, and he fulfilled it. So death is swallowed up in victory by our Lord Jesus Christ. You need to know that. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We're not just living in the past. We have a work to do. We are his witnesses. Let him use your life. Amen.